We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. Well, uh, that was the most exhausting experience of my fan life. I do not know that I have ever felt more spent at the end of a sporting event than that. But uh, East Day 1, people. East Day 1, they're going on to the Elite Eight. Uh, uh, I'll Fucking legendary performance from Marquise Noel. I'm sorry to curse, but that is on a bum ankle in that building where he's the NYC kid and he grew up with that and had to curse the F ball. And that was a legendary performance from Marquise Noel. A legendary performance from Dish with Dude. Cole was just telling me he almost fought a Michigan State fan in the skin. He's in Madison Square Garden with the, the skyline behind him. I don't even know what to say, man. I you 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 take it over, Cole. You take it over. I don't know what to say right now. Well, it was uh, it was one of the most incredible, incredible performances in Kansas State basketball history, and one of the best NCAA tournament games that we've seen in a long, long time. Kansas State's now been involved in two of the best NCAA tournament games in the last fifteen plus years. When you look at the Savior game in twenty ten, and you look at this run, and you want to talk about an electric atmosphere, playing in the Mecca and Madison Square Garden, both fan bases losing their minds. Uh, it, it just, it felt like a national championship game. I mean, it really did. Like both teams threw punches and every time they bounced back and punched back, every time you felt like K-State took control, Michigan State had an answer. Every time Michigan State took control, got up four or five, Kansas State found a way to have the stones to bounce back. I mean, I, I love these teams. It, it's unbelievable. One of the most unbelievable performances from a point guard that I've ever seen in my life. To do this at home in his home city on a bad ankle when he got hurt in that second half and to have set the NCAA tournament record for assists in a game at 19. I mean, that's legendary status. Marquis Noel is going in the rafters at Bramlage Coliseum. If it wasn't for sure by now, it was after tonight's performance. Yeah, I mean, 
No doubt. Like he's already he's gone as far now in the tournament as anybody has since the sixties at K State. And with that game and that performance and how much he's meant to this team, I mean, yeah, he that is rafters, no doubt. I, that conversation is over. That is yeah. done. Done, done, done. We got three that we need to get up there. Michael Beasley, Jacob Poland, and Marquise Noel now. Um I just I mean I listened to Tom Izzo just kind of poo-poo it like his team didn't really have it tonight. I don't I've never been more frustrated. I think watching an opposing team just rain down three after three after three and hit every free throw seemingly where they went to the line. I mean, I knew that was the book on them. Like that's what they do. They shoot the ball, but God, it was painful to watch. I mean, it was just painful to experience. And I'm I'm sorry, man. Now, Michigan State played a really damn good game, and K-State still found a way to win it with, with Keys out with the flat tire. I mean, I really just – there were so many times, man, so many times, and I hope that this doesn't become a storyline after Saturday, but there were so many times where I felt like they were about to just kind of coast and, like, put it – maybe not coast, but, like, put enough space that you're going to feel pretty comfortable for the rest of the game – they, they get up nine in the second half. Uh, they were up, what, it was seven at one point later? Yeah. At least five, and then they had a couple possessions to extend out the lead and couldn't. And I just kept thinking, like, all right, this is it. Like, they got, and they, they didn't. And Michigan State came and punched back and punched back and punched back. I don't know how they, I don't know how they hung in the fight there because I, I was not hanging in the fight on my damn couch. Like, I was, I was dejected. So done. I mean, by the time it went to overtime, I was pretty, I was pretty dejected. Oh, I, I was dejected. You know what it reminded me of too, John? I mean, think about the TCU game in football in the Big 12 championship. You know, I was dejected when that game got to overtime because they stay losing control, but these guys on the hardwood bounce back. And if you think about the similarities to this game, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Xavier game in 2010, but oh, it's the same it, thing. It's the same, same thing. That was the yeah. same experience. I mean, what you think about it, it was Clemente that got hurt on the side and the end of the Xavier game. Was that right, or was it early in the Butler game? Where I was where, thinking that, oh man, I don't. I thought that was Butler, maybe. But it might have been. It, it probably was. I think it was early in that Butler game that he got hurt. But as you think about it, like, think about Michigan State ties the game with five seconds left in regulation. That's exactly when Xavier tied the game left, and then Clemente came down the quarter. It was Jake at the end of that yeah. game and fired, and it was five seconds with Marquise. And he was right there at the rim, man. He almost had his legendary moment right there. For him to bounce back, for these guys to bounce back in overtime, it's just remarkable. I saw Marcus Noel uh, after the game, gave him a hug. He was uh, obviously had to talk to a lot of his friends and people, but I feel so thrilled for that family. All the New Yorkers. But how about Ish Masood? Ish freaking Masood, man. My guy. Five, five of eight from the floor, four three-pointers, and the baseline 18-foot jumper at just an incredible shot to put K-State up three. And then I, I think it's very fitting. We can talk about Masood more too, but I think it's very fitting that it was Marquise Noel that stripped Tyson Walker at the end of the game and got the layup at the end as the buzzer sounded. Marcus Noel on the podcast we recorded on Thursday said that those two played at rival high schools in New York City. Tyson Walker is a New York City guard. They played at rivals schools, their friends, Tyson Walker had never beat Marquise Noel at the high school level. And so how fitting is it that Marquise Noel, when the game is on the line, comes up with a defensive stop and steal to win the game and seal it? Uh, a just remarkable, remarkable performance. Yeah, you need to tweet that, man. You need to tweet that. That's a, that's a good tweet. I didn't even remember that from the interview. Like, I just, 
my head's spinning too much. But I mean, how about that play? All right, let's let's talk about some stones, right? You said his team has stones. Let's talk about some stones. Marquise goes out and reaches for the ball as the shot, like the shot's going up. I mean, that is like Chris Merriweather fouling in the Xavier game. Redo if if he's two inches to the right or left of where his hand was when he stripped the ball there. I mean, kind of, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't blame him because it felt like everything Michigan State was throwing up was going to go down. So like, I mean, try do something. Um, but that was a ballsy play. That was a ballsy play. And I, I don't even know that I fully comprehended that until they already had come back to the studio and Jay Wright said it. He was like, man, that was a risky play because that would have been a three-shot foul and they're, they're nails from the line, so you knew yeah. those were going in. I mean, that, that was, but it's just that that's why it's a legendary moment for Marquise, man. Just a legendary, legendary yeah, and I want to talk. You mentioned Michigan State playing very well. So I see Gene Taylor going down the uh, the escalator right now. What's up, Gene? Well, uh, I don't think he can hear you. But, uh, Dan, you know he. Uh, I am in Madison Square Garden right now as FAU to see is going on. I am shocked that the internet is working well enough that I found a quiet spot and a stairwell to uh, to talk to you guys. But I am excited to do so. So Michigan State, they shoot thirteen of twenty five from three. Like Tom Izzo needs to shut up about not playing well. Okay. They shot the ball. They shot the shit out of the ball, okay? They they went 52% from three, and coming into this game, what did we just talk about on the preview pod? Yeah, they, they were like under 30%, right, in the tournament. They were 10 of 46 from three in their last three games heading into this. They were shooting 20, 22% from three in their previous three games. They made 10 in those games, and they make 13 tonight. They shot the ball really well. They got to the rim. They finished. They shot it great from the free throw line. Like, if he's saying they didn't have it, maybe he's saying defensively they didn't have it, but I don't believe that at all. I think it was Kansas State making tough shots. Like, Ish Masood hit threes from four feet behind the line, all right? Like, yeah, there might have been a lucky play where Marquise Noel hits the banked-in three on a loose ball situation down 55-52 to tie it at 55, but outside of that, and David Gasson hits a three as the shot clock expires in the first half, but outside of that, K-State just made plays. Michigan State made plays. And at the end of the game, it was the team that made one more play in Kansas State that is going on to the Elite Eight. For the third time in the last 13 years, Sean, I didn't I never thought I would see K-State in a Sweet 16 or Elite Eight when I grew up. And now I've been honored to see this team, this program, three times in an Elite Eight in the last 13 years of my life. It's yeah. pretty special. Yeah, it really is. It it, it really is. Um I mean, a lot of things here. I, I, someone made a comment. Who was who had the comment about Seth? Seth has the comment about. I was starting to believe K State might score 116 again, like Texas. That there were parts of that game where it did feel a lot like the game at Texas, and and I'm thinking specifically of Cam Carter's. Yes, was like knocking down jump shots, which he did that in Austin. Yeah, and that was like it felt to me like okay, that's how you know like this this is a night where they're really freaking on. If Cam Carter is coming down and knocking, not Cam Carter was. Five of six yeah. from the floor and two of three from three-point range. He had 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Wow. My guy, Cam Carter. Cam freaking Carter. Like, yeah. so many guys deserve mention, but that, he he really helped pick them up with some, I mean, no, some of the threes, he, the threes he hit were huge at the time. He he made a three, and I'm, I'm recalling off memory here, but Kansas State got down 70 to 67. Joey Hauser just hit a three to put Michigan State up three, momentum building for them. And then Cam Carter just goes down and, and hits a three. I, I think he was kind of guarded. Like, it wasn't like a wide-open three. And he shot it early in the shot clock, and he just thrilled it and tied it back up at 70. And then K-State got up 72 to 70 after that. And 
the roller coaster began. He actually ignited, I think, an 8-0, 10-0 run. Case got up 77-70. to And then Tyson Walker hits that three to hit him, but then four, and then they go on a run, Michigan State. But, yeah, I think the role guys need to be talked about more, John. Like David Gasson. How many big buckets did David Gasson have down the stretch? David Gasson, like, transformed into a new person when the NCAA tournament started. David Gasson had been really good for three straight games. Like, very good. I'm like, here's David Gasson's line. Um, I get just so 11 points, only one, one rebound, one assist, one steal, but five of five from the floor. Um, for whatever, for some reason, the minutes aren't showing up, but he, he had 11 points, five of five from the floor and has been that guy for keys kind of like rolling to the basket, you know, getting free and being really slippery and then finishing. He's been really good at finishing around the rim. So yeah, yeah. He, he definitely deserves mints. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city, KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, and shout out to Matt, who says six K-State players and double figures. Naquan Tomlin had 11 as well. Because uh, I, I looked up at the scoreboard at one point, John, and all five guys on the floor for K-State were in double figures. Uh, so you, you just get Keontae Johnson. We haven't even talked about him. He had 22 points, and it felt like a quiet 22. It was the second half of the year. He didn't have a lot, right? But can we talk about a reverse, a reverse alley-oop dunk? It's like there were there were two that were pretty damn loud, uh, and the, I don't know I don't know if you were able to appreciate this because the TV cameras caught this and give you a great angle of it. Did you see like what Marquise was doing right before that? No. So, and they were I think debating this on the TV broadcast. I don't know. I was like in a different world, and then just kind of hearing it in the background. But I think they were debating whether or not it was planned, because what it looked like was you know when the Chiefs will like they'll stop and look at the sideline and they act, you know, Travis Kelsey like acts like he can't hear and like something's going on and then they just snap the ball really quick. Yeah. Like, he was looking at Tang and there's a great camera shot of it where they're kind of like looking and talking and he's like kind of looking like what's the play and then just all of a sudden flings the ball. So 
<laughs> they were debating whether or not that was like a, a, a planned play or it was like he's just happened to see it out of the corner of his eye. I mean, either way, it was amazing because he kind of deeks them just enough by looking to the sideline. And obviously it brings back memories of the like the KU game. I mean, it was yeah. similar to the dunk over, over the top of Jalen Wilson when they had to have it in a huge moment and they could just lob it up and just freakish athleticism by Keontae. I mean, that's a tough pass and it, it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. And Keontae to have the athleticism to do that and turn it into a re- reverse jam. I mean, that that's up there with the greatest plays in K-State history. I mean, look at, yeah. Uh, so did, did Marquise throw that alley-oop with one hand? Did he one hand pass that like with his left arm? I feel like I thought I, I feel like I'm recalling him throwing it. Why? I, I like yeah. We'll have to rewatch that game a million times. That's a game you'll watch the rest of your life on repeat, like the Xavier game. But you know, like that dunk by Keontae is just an incredible play. The the freelance ability of this team to make a play like that in that moment. Yeah, I I don't have much to say beyond that or regards to that play. It was just an incredible play. And uh, and Keontae made a couple big plays there down the stretch for sure. Yeah. So is that like you know if we're, if we're continuing to do this Xavier comp, is that like the he's in shape moment from this game? Is the the Keontae reverse yeah, jam? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and here's the thing about that, John. Like the highlight plays from this game are going to live on in highlights of the NCAA tournament for history. And like when you think about one shining moment, think how many damn fun plays Kansas State has. That are going to be like the behind-the-back pass from Marquise Noel, the between-the-leg pass, the reverse alley-oop dunk, the insane three he banks in with a loose ball situation. Like, Kansas State is dominating, like, the the headlines, the highlights of this NCAA tournament. So, well, so so that's let, – let's talk about that because it's – they are, and but Marquise is really it. Like, so I was very struck by on the TV broadcast, one thing I noticed and picked up on was – and I get why they're doing it, but the, the stars of the show were it was Marquise and Tom Izzo. Like, there was a moment where I was like, I'm not sure that if I'm aware, if I were just watching this game without knowing anything, like, I would not know who K-State's coach was. I don't know that they had a close-up shot of him the entire time. There was nothing of Jerome Tang. All the close-up shots, all the cutaways were Tom Izzo and Marquise Noel. Marquise Noel is the star of the tournament. Like, he is the star of the tournament. Cole, I don't know if you saw it. Kevin Durant tweeted about Marquise Noel after the game. Trey Young tweeted about Marquise Noel after the game. Those were just a couple that I saw them flash up on the the broadcast uh, real quick at the end there. So I don't even know. Lord knows. Uh, uh, Muggsy Bogues, I think, was another one. <laughs> like, yeah, they were just like throwing throwing tweets up there. But like, yeah, Kevin Durant said it was a legendary. What It was like something to the effect of it was a legendary performance controlling the game. Something like that. It was. From, from Kevin Durant. I mean, like, and so everybody's obviously embraced the story with the New York thing. Not only that, but it's like you have that story with him, and then, like, he's in New York. Like, this is, everybody's there. Like, this is, the, the biggest media is going to be there covering it. Like, I'm a nobody. Andrew Marshawn from the New York Post and Sports Business Journal was tweeting at me about Marquise Noel. Just, I don't really even know why. But, like, I think he followed me at <laughs> Well, I think he followed me at some point because of realignment stuff. But I'm like, why is Andrew Marshall? Andrew Marshall doesn't know who the hell I am. Like, but everybody yeah. attracted to, to Noel right now. Like, he's he's the story. He is the story of this tournament. And I just don't know that outside of Will Howard, I don't know that I've ever felt better for a K State athlete for the come up that they've had 
than Marquise Noel for going from a guy that we heard was told early on by one of his coaches that he was too short to ever play at Kentucky when that was his dream. He doesn't get the recruiting attention he wants. He has an injury that's a setback when he's trying to get recruited. He has to go to Little Rock. He goes to K-State, endures a terrible year with a fan base that doesn't care and a coach that's on his way out, sticks around, helps recruit the rest of the roster, brings them along. They're picked last. They're a three seed. Now they're going to the Elite Eight, and he has that performance in that building that he grew up idolizing. I mean, it, I think Ernie Johnson actually said it after the game. He was like, if you sent that script to Hollywood, they'd send it back to you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it is right now for 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 keeps like he is the story of the tournament and I could not feel better. For him. Absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, uh, Christian said Allen Iverson also tweeted about Marquise John. Uh, somebody else said somebody else. And I apologize. I I forgot your name because so busy right now with like trying to collect my thoughts. Uh, we got a I got a text coming in from Jared Sutton saying email right now. Uh, phone is blowing up. But, uh, you know. The thing about. Marquise is like to do it in this setting in Madison Square Garden for the first time he's ever played here and to make the plays that he did like he's got 42 assists in three NCAA tournament games like he's averaging 14 assists in the NCAA tournament like I don't know what the like he set the single game record in NCAA tournament history tonight but we'll need to figure out what the NCAA tournament record is for overall assists in a tournament I know because he's got to be pushing like it cannot be much more with what he is doing. And, uh, like, here's one other thing, John. You mentioned, like, Marquise getting the headlines, Izzo getting the headlines. I didn't get to see the broadcast, obviously. Jarrell Tang, listen to this. People, grip on your seat. Jarrell Tang is 5-1 and one against national championship head coaches this season. This coaching staff is 5-1 and one against national championship coaches. John Calipari, Tom Izzo, Bill Self, and Scott Drew twice. Five and one. And how many close games has Kansas State won this year in the closing minutes of games in tight situations like that when teams make runs, when they make pushes, K-State makes a play. Jerome Tang coach teams make the plays the most part. They typically win the close games. Well, that, that's a, they're, they're five and oh in overtime also. Incredible. They're five and oh. They're five and oh in overtime. So, like, that was, I, I got, Cole, I got, I got roasted on the 610 text line today when I was doing the show. Shout out to my guy Carrington who let me co-host with him today. But I got roasted for for saying, you know, they were talking about, hey, Izzo, Izzo's going to be the difference here. And I said, well, yeah, look, I get it. I was like, we don't know what the career of Jerome Tang is going to be. He may be like an Izzo-level coach, and we just don't know it yet. And I, boy, torched on the text line. I mean, oh, this guy assuming that Tang's going to be Izzo. I mean... What the hell more do you want, man? Like, not not only recruiting, and like we know the recruiting is going to be great, but yeah, we're seeing this in-game stuff. Like, they they don't wilt; they're tough as hell. Like, and yes, they they have great set plays; they make it happen. Even with like on Tom Izzo, they still they slid Desi through on one of those inbounds plays. He didn't get the layup; he got fouled, but they still burned Izzo on like one of those. It was kind of a new wrinkle too on the inbounds play with with Desi, where they still got him right. I mean, it happens once a game. Like, Jerome Tang gets them two points. It's the same shit as Bill Self that we talk about all the time on an out-of-bounds play. Jerome Tang will find them two to four points a game just on out-of-bounds plays. And that's something, like, I've admired from afar for a long time and been like, God, I want to have that. I mean, yeah, excellent. Excellent stuff from Tang. I mean, think about think about Tom Izzo, who's a defensive-minded coach, right? And they're, they're top 30 in the country, like around 31st in 10 Palm defense. They've been a good defensive team this year. They don't force a lot of turnovers, but they're a good defensive team. And Marquise Noel on a bum ankle. 
He had Tom Izzo had no answer for Marquise Noel on a bum ankle. He had no answer for K-State's offense. They have 26 assists in the game. They shoot. What, what did K-State shoot in the game, John, overall? They went 11 of 24 from three. I don't have the, the final stats. Uh, in the game. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me, let me pull it up here. Uh, K-State was 11 of 24 from three, which is 46%. And they shot. What do you think K-State shot from the floor in this game? I'm going to say close to 60%. 58? 56%. Yeah. And what did they shoot? What did Michigan State shoot? Uh, they were 50%, well, 49% from the floor and 52% from three. But they lived at the free throw line, a team that is in the 300s in the country and drawing fouls and getting free throw rate. You know, I, you know I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk a lot about the officials in case they won, but that was a brutally officiating. So uh, I'll just say that Desi Sills fouling out on that call was absolute horseshit. So uh, credit to the officials for completely effing that up. But anyways, I digress. I'm not going to get I'm not going there. I, I did go there, but I'm not going to go there anymore. Uh, and uh, K-State just this made plays, man. I wonder what's what's going on in this FAU Tennessee game. Anyone know? I'm I'm sitting in a stairwell. I don't hear any crowd or roaring. Oh, I'll try and tell you here. I I don't I don't even know that I want to turn the page to that because that yeah uh, it's uh, seventeen to ten Tennessee. Ooh, rock fight. You know I uh I I I had I made some friends with some Tennessee fans that were pushing back on the Michigan State fan around me. So I gotta I gotta act like I'm cheering for Rockies out around that when I go back to my seat because those those were my brothers. You know. Those Tennessee fans, they really yeah, I feel better. He's yeah. uh, let, I'm I'm gonna hang on. We'll, well let's let's take a break. Tucker wants us to take a break, so we'll okay. take a break and then maybe we can start thinking about turning the page a little bit. But I don't know, man. That conversation kind of scares me. And yeah, I, yeah. I just want to live in this in this moment. But uh, okay, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with uh, with more reaction. You are listening to Casey Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we are back. And by the way, all of this brought to you by our great friends at Holiday Distillery. This would be a lovely time to pour back some Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond bourbon or some 360 vodka. Either choice is great. Support those that support us, and I'm sure uh, the Holiday Distillery folks are pretty jacked up right now, too. Also, if you could like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would be much appreciated as well. Please do subscribe uh, to KCSNU here where you can find us on a regular basis. Huh. All right. Um, I'm trying to think, Cole, is that, like, what else What else comes to mind from, the, I, from, from this one? I, I would just say, John, I don't know how much it came across on TV, but by the second half of that game, as the teams were making runs for each other, it's one of the best college basketball, like, neutral court atmospheres you'll see. Like, K-State had a lot of, K-State has a lot of fans here in New York. It, you, you could hear, there were multiple times you could hear the KSU chants coming through on the broadcast. Like, it sounded like K-State had a lot of fans there. K-State has a lot of fans. Like, upper, like, the sections are full with K-State fans. It is a great K-State contingent that's in New York City. Michigan State had a good crowd. And then in general, like the neutral observers were just ooing and awing, like the Tennessee fans. Like, my goodness, the plays that both teams were making. It was it was a special, special night. I'm, I'm very privileged to have been here, to uh, have taken it in now after the fact. I did not enjoy one second of it until the final buzzer went off. But uh, a special, special night. So my wife's texted me where I am. 
Vanessa just said, where are you? Hi. hi. You're on Fremont. That's where you are. Uh, I, I didn't have... Well, I guess I barely had a single second of fun myself, too, until the very end of that. Like, I mean, that was just that was just torture. I, I, we touch on it that it's so similar to the Xavier game in so many ways. But I just, I literally shout out to my guy Morgan that texted me about this or tweeted me, I think it was. But he was like, "Man, that took me back to being at Jeff Burkhart's house, uh, just living and dying with the the Xavier game." And that is. I was just, it was like an out-of-body experience. All of a sudden, I had all the same thoughts, emotions, memories running through. It was like, I know no one cares about this, but I, I mean, shout out to my guy, Flo J, Jordan Sawyer, like Jeff Burkhart, Paul Harris, <laughs> Morgan Burns, and or Morgan uh, Lillig, Andy Burns, like everybody that was with me. We had this great group of like seven of us watching in a tiny little room in uh, at like 13th and Fremont uh, at a house there, like right back it up to Aggieville, and we were just dying i i remember screaming at the tv at one point i didn't live through bleeping jim woldridge to lose this game <laughs> and uh and then as soon as the game was over i ran straight out to aggieville and i was just like waving my jacob Pullen jersey around like a like a towel and like everybody the streets flooded like they shut down the streets and stuff and it is one of the greatest memories of my life at the end but during it was just so torturous so torturous, and I, I felt the exact same way here, except this time all I had to do was just scream and collapse in my apartment, basically, at the end. Waving at some friends. We're uh, we're three mile live right now. What? <laughs> I, I don't know what he just said to me, but he, he gave me two thumbs up and said something. Okay. Uh, what, what friends? Uh, that was Brett. So oh, Brett. What's up, Brett? Uh... <laughs> Taylor Taylor says uh, Kellis just reported that Tang and Noel were actually arguing about the play call. Like in fun jest? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I, there is so much I need to digest. Oh, they were arguing about the play call in the game. I thought you meant like post game. Oh no, no, no. Like you know, I think like I think like arguing about whether or not. And it didn't kind of look like that. But I also with the way that the play worked out and with the lob, I thought well maybe that 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 could have just been some planned thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. That That's that crazy. Um, yeah. Um, gosh, what, what, you mentioned Aggieville. What do you think Aggieville's going to be like tonight? I know. I, I, see I mean, what, the, well, I'm going to have to check my tweets because I, I tweeted out um, I tweeted out somebody show me what Aggieville looks like. Yeah, uh, we're going to see some great shots of that tonight. I won't yeah. sleep. You know, when, we, when Kansas State beat Xavier in 2010, I was up until 5 a.m. I slept like two hours that night. And I, I, I don't... I don't uh, you know, you know who the happiest person is at Kansas State one, John, my wife, because I would have been a miserable prick tomorrow in New York City, you know. So, uh, and you might have, you you might have wound up in like an NYC jail. It sounds like the way things were going with uh with your Michigan State friend, with your Sparty friend. Speaking of which, my wife just showed up. Oh, can we interview Vanessa live about the? Hey, Vanessa. <laughs> Hey, we're we're live on three mall. No, no, wait. Hey, Vanessa, Vanessa, I want to know what uh, what Cole was like with the Michigan State fan. He wants to know. Just put that in your ear. The Vanessa, the the people. Hey, Vanessa, we would all <laughs> we would all love to know uh, what Cole's experience with the Michigan State fan around him was like. All right, so <laughs> right next to me, there are two of them. I will tell you, they were actually very respectful fans. They were very quiet. Cole was way more obnoxious. I would have, I would have been upset to have Cole as my neighbor's opponent fan. 
Um, they just weren't very smart at basketball. And they were pretty dumb. It's a And so, poor Desi fell out and they got a little bit mouthy. And was like, you want to go? I did not. I did not say that. She is exaggerating that. I did not say you want to go. I said, I said, I thought Michigan State fans understood basketball. Like, I thought you knew basketball. I thought I respected that fan base, and I thought you guys actually understood the game of basketball. He was popping out his chest, so I was like, no. I mean, I was aggressive. I, I, that's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, I was a little hopped up on stuff. But, you know, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, John. I'm a little discombobulated now. Uh, shout out to Tennessee fans that were sitting in I already shouted them. There you go. Yeah. Ball Nation. Hey, John, I meant to say though, speaking of Michigan State fans, I screenshotted uh, on our YouTube channel a comment from a Sparty fan before the game, and I'll I'll tweet it out later. I'm not worried about Marquise Noel at all. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, what an idiot. There's a lot. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, okay, well, hey, so can I, can I, I want to throw this out right now because I need your help. I, I'm actually about to, I basically have, thank you, Vanessa. We'll be done in a minute. Tell, tell Vanessa thank you. We appreciate her. We, we appreciate your guest appearance. That was excellent content. Um, so here, here's the deal, Cole. Yes. Thanks to uh, an anonymous donor. I don't <laughs> even know. I do not even know their name. They, they got my phone number, texted me, and sent a million thank yous to this person. They said, hey, I've got a bunch of Southwest points if you want to go on Saturday. And I said, I'll look it up. And I did. And I sent a flight and I was like, hey, this is probably going to be like too much, whatever. Just, you know, sure as hell. I get an email like 30 minutes later that's like, hey, you're going to New York and my my travel itinerary. So I've got a flight tomorrow. What time? Out of the new KCI at like 5.30. And I get to New York, I think at like 11 maybe. Okay. So I'm going to be there. But I gotta figure out where to stay. I've also had people commit to potentially financially helping out with some of the lodging, but like I gotta, I gotta figure out what to do. I mean, I, I text, I put it out to Twitter, like where where do I go, where do I stay? So I we'll see what happens. But I'm gonna text, I'm gonna need it for two nights. Yeah, text me. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk offline. We'll text tonight about it. So okay, okay. Yeah. So so I'm going. I mean, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. And uh, now I I feel like this is the appropriate time to kind of. Uh, turn the page. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know who I want. I don't know if I'm able to turn the page right now, John. So, like, at, well, I don't know what the score is again to the FAU game. Vanessa, what, how's, 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 what would you, how would you assess it, the it, Tennessee? It, 20, 20, 21, 14. <laughs> 20, 21, 21, 14, Cole. So Vanessa is hiding. <laughs> behind her. Cole, there's really there's really two two options here that both scare me. It's either taking on like a football team in Tennessee, like the most physical team out there. They're just gonna try and bloody the game up, and you're doing that on short rest with Marquise on a bum ankle, or you're going up against you got to slay the demon that has killed you the last two times you've been in this in the Elite Eight, which is the underseeded non-power five school like Butler, the five seed, when we were all excited that Syracuse got knocked out. And like the 11 seed, Loyola, when I don't even remember who it was that we were excited got knocked out because at that point, that one was so, 
and just didn't expect to beat Kentucky at all, that I was not paying enough attention to that. But both times, you get a five seed in Butler, and you're like, who the hell is this? I mean, this is Jacob Pullen and Denny Clemente. Like, they, Gordon Hayward? Like, what is that? And then Loyola, like, Sister Jean, that whole thing, they're an 11. Like, that's all you got to do to get to the Final Four? And then, I mean, Loyola smoked you. Butler broke your heart. It's either going to be that demon again with an FAU nine, nine seed, right? A nine seed yeah. to go to the Final Four, or it's going to be... Uh, really muddy it up, make it physical, Tennessee, and and you got to worry about Marquise's ankle, and you got to worry about just Kukuda's legs in general. So, I, I will just, I guess that's all to say, don't know that I feel great about Saturday. Uh, but that's so, yeah. So, Vanessa says Tennessee is tall. So, she, she says they're tall. We know they're very physical. This gets back to DY's point. Like, especially since this game went to overtimes, you don't. You probably don't want to play Tennessee because you just came out of an exhausting game, and Tennessee's going to rough it up, and they're going to turn it into a rugby match. And if the game is cold like it was tonight, then Tennessee will be in trouble against K State. But if they let them play, K State's going to be in trouble. Tennessee's a top five defensive team in the country according to Ken Palm, and they lost their starting point guard Ziegler about four weeks ago. That has certainly impacted him. But uh, it'll be a game in the fifties or low sixties. I would I would say like playing Tennessee John would be similar to playing Butler in terms of you know in that tournament in 2010 because they're a defensive minded team. I know Butler had a couple guys that were pros and and Gordon Hayward and their point guard, but uh that was a 63 to 56 game at one point like it was low scoring and I, I think it would be similar. Uh you're going to have trouble speeding Tennessee up. So, yeah, you you you'd prefer to play FAU. But uh I think Tennessee will probably win. We'll see. But I I don't know. Well, so, now, here's the 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 funny part about that is, again, I will harken back to well, one I, uh, we talked to Tucker, who shout out to Tucker for keeping us keeping us on and producing us today, as always. But so Tucker, Mizzou guy, he was kind of like, yeah, Tennessee. I mean, whatever, you guys will be fine. Carrington today, Mizzou guy, was sitting in there and he's like, man, I think FAU is gonna win tonight. Uh, and he was like, I, you know. Didn't think much of Tennessee, basically. He said, the winner of K-State, Michigan State, will go to the Final Four. And I was like, man, I don't know. I, I just have a different opinion of Tennessee, but they watched Mizzou beat Tennessee twice. So yeah. I, I get that, and that that does make me feel better. And I know Jack's got a key injury right now. And, I mean, Rick Barnes. Yeah, I mean, Rick, Rick Barnes hasn't been to a Final Four since TJ Ford, right? 20, 20 plus years ago. I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, hey, we'll see how it goes, man. Let's uh, I I better wrap this up. I better... that's it. I don't I don't get any like. The, I was hoping you would give me some stats or like you know. I don't I don't have my Tennessee prep done. You think I was able to focus on Tennessee after that? I haven't had a chance. So I told you they're a top five defense. Uh, they got beat. I, they got beat by Kentucky once. I think they split or Kentucky might have swept them. I think Kentucky might have swept Tennessee. So I don't know. I, I just know that my wife's gonna kill me if I uh, if I don't leave soon. Okay, so like, can you can you turn the phone around just so I can see what like what your view is on the other side? Oh, I thought you meant to my wife. No, well, no, I mean that's that's no offense, Vanessa, but I just want to see. Oh, okay, you're literally like in like a stairwell kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so well, I I am gonna I'm gonna be in Madison Square Garden for the first time, everybody, since I witnessed. And yes, this is a true story. I witnessed this legendary game. I witnessed. Texas play Lipscomb for the 2020 NIT championship in that building that you are in right now. So I will be going to a game of equal magnitude 
uh, coming up on Saturday at, at MSG. Uh, wow. It'll be great. You're also going to, you know, I also need your help with tickets. I don't know where you I haven't bought tickets yet. Or I haven't bought tickets yet for Saturday, but we'll be fine. There's a, okay. uh, there's, there's a lot of Michigan State fans that are be going to be going. So, okay, let's let let's get some tickets together. Let's uh, let's let's make it happen. I'll ask the Michigan State fan that sat next to us if he has a couple extra that he's looking to get rid of. So, okay, please do do it respectfully. Do it respectfully. Oh, I'll certainly say please. Okay, so okay, all right. This has been a pretty uh, legendary live. Thank you to Vanessa. Uh, thank you to thank you to Vanessa Manback. Thank you to Cole Manback. Thank you to Tucker Franklin. Uh, thank you to all of you for being here. Subscribe, like Holiday Distillery, Three Sixty Vodka, Ben Holiday, Bobble Von Bourbons. Go Cats. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.